Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Amigos. We're here to answer your questions, and by your questions, we need all of the fine folks in our Discord community that post questions uh, for us to answer on Ask the Amigos. No answers withheld. Any questions, all fair game, but That's right. And we'll kick things off with a, a rapid-fire burst of questions from Graham Vebke. Okay? He asks... What do you think are the six greatest cities in the world that are not in your country? Aaron, go. Do I have to name all six, or can I just name a couple? You can name however many you want. Okay, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say uh, um, Sydney, Australia. Oh, go ahead. You pick one. Oh, so we're going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. You, I, I think Graham might want to hear why. Oh, it, it just looks awesome. I'd like to go there. Okay. Um, my, uh, I'm going to try and limit this at first to places I've been. Um, I would say um, I really, really liked uh, Fukuoka, Japan. Uh, it's, the, it's a port city, but it's got a lot of countryside that is really, really close and a lot of like traditional Japanese ryokan inns. And so I'm going to go with uh, Fukuoka, Japan. I'm also going to go with the Japanese town I've always wanted to visit, which is just straight up Tokyo. I want to go to the uh, Tokyo Dome boat. That's where they there. have. That's where they have a lot of the pro wrestling, right? Tokyo that's, Dome. Well, they have a lot of stuff there, but it's also just it's the Tokyo Dome. It's yeah. a big huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with Pepignan, France. Pepignan is a city in the south of France that is very close to the Spanish border. I think a lot of people would call it the Catalan region of France. And it was my first time visiting sort of the Mediterranean style uh, uh, place. And I just loved sort of the laid back, relaxed life that it seemed like everybody that I met had there. It seemed like a perfect place to live. So Pepignan, France, number two. I'm going to say Mexico City with a butt. Uh, Mexico has fallen on some real bad times, uh, unfortunately. Uh, when I was in Mexico, I met some really nice, friendly people who are proud of their country, and I know they don't like uh, the bad state it's it's been left in right now and the dangerous uh, state it's in, uh, but I would like to see a time where I could get down there, because I, uh, not the, not just because I love Lucha Libre boat, but uh, it's it's just it's I'd like to visit in there. I like Mexico. I really enjoyed when I was there, and it, it makes me sad. Even the place I was at uh, has been jacked up uh, with drug war stuff. So that, I would like to go to Mexico City and uh, have a nice time and not be feel safe and secure. Uh, that would be fun for me. Also, I wouldn't mind going to TJ either, mm -hmm. which I've never gotten to go to Tijuana. So, but I'd say Mexico City because it's just further in. And uh, my last uh, place that I've been to, like I've, you know, I've been a lot of places, but there's, uh, I wouldn't call a lot of those places like places that I'd necessarily want to come back to. The third place that I've been to that I'd actually want to go back to is um, Gyeongju in South Korea, which is the ancient capital of Korea. It's sort of like the Kyoto of South Korea, although South Korean people would probably hate it that I make that comparison. Uh, they would probably go the other way around. But anyway, uh, it's beautiful, beautiful. There's lots of ancient temples there that aren't really ancient because most of them were built in the 70s, but they're meant to look like ancient temples. Uh, and uh, it's just a, a beautiful parks. And uh, some of my best memories of Korea are from hanging out there. And I would round out by saying, uh, I don't know, do we we used up all of our guesses, didn't we? No, I'm you, you can. The, London. Okay. I've always been to go to, I like to go to the UK. Might as well hit, I mean, I would end up hitting the whole joint 
but I would like to go to London and work my way out. Because I feel like I know enough about it to where it almost feel uh, like less strange to me to be in a foreign land because I've watched so much shows from there and talked to people from there. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun. So that one's also on the list. Uh, I The only place that I'd like to go to in England is I'd love to go to Oxford and uh, and see all of the, you know, all of the, all of the, uh, the, the, um, the university stuff, the architecture there, just the, the greenery is beautiful. Uh, that would be the only place that I'm really itching to go back to in the UK. I had my fill of the UK when I was there the first time. Mm. Well, you're lucky. You've, you've been more worldly than me, but I'd like to see a lot of the, I could name a ton more places, but those are the ones. That, uh, there's a lot of places I'd like to go. I'm not, I don't get to travel that much, but maybe sometime in the next 10 years I'll be hitting the road. Yeah, man. All right, next up, Graham asks again, and this is right up... Oh, I'm sorry, and uh, um, Graham said that his favorite uh, places are Cape Town, Yokohama, Seattle, Dublin, Bergen, and Tokyo. Uh, Graham asks, have you ever done something morally or ethically wrong, but yet it was the right or expected thing to do? That's a deep question. Why don't you go on that? I'll have to think about that. Oh, I do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, when you're, like, uh, for example, like, if you are, like, judging a competition or something like that, like, sometimes if you, like, for example, if I'm judging, like, a who's going to play the solo in this song, and I have two people set up to play, and they one you know, we do it and like they come into my office and they play for me and I know that the person that I want to play the solo because she plays it right all the time she has a bad go of it and then somebody else comes in and they play it they nail it but that's the first time they've ever nailed it ever like I'm gonna go with the other girl even though technically she the 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 the, the second person should have got paid. that's not that unethical boat well I that's mean just, that's 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 not what he means that's my as God, unethical that's as I get boat. man only you would feel guilty about that. <laughs> You're a sweet, sensitive soul, both. <laughs> All right, hit me, Aaron. What if, what, tell me something morally and ethically wrong that you revel in. You know, I'd have to really think about it. I will say this. You know, I have been a dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking pirate for most of my entire life. And I seldom feel bad about it, and I know I should. So that's one thing that often... But, I mean, in terms of day-to-day -day life, you know... Uh, it's a kind of thing where sometimes you won't say something to somebody to spare their feelings or something like that, or you may edit things, you know. But I mean, I can't sit here and t I'd have to think about that for a while. That's too that's too complicated a question for me. Okay, move on. Too hard. Well, here's one that's right up your alley, Aaron. What are your What are your favorite James Bond movies? Okay, uh, <laughs> in no particular order. Uh, Goldfinger. The Man with the Golden Gun, Goldeneye. Uh, those those three are near the top of my list. Um, um, Skyfall, tremendous film, would be up there. Uh, so I'll, I'll go there. Those are the four that that were, that I nail right off the top of my head. Uh, the ones I hate, or pretty much almost all the newest, the uh, the uh, the ones that the uh, new the last one, Spectre, horrible. Um, Moonraker. As hilarious as it was, and I love Roger Moore, but horrible. Um, never say never again. No good. They shouldn't have said it again. Um, <laughs> those are the ones that come to my mind as ones that I didn't think were. Of course, uh, anything that Pierce Brosnan did that wasn't Goldeneye, 
<laughs> that weren't there. Anything that involves an invisible boat, for example, that needs to go. <laughs> well, I know you don't have an answer to this because you don't know anything about James Bond. I've only seen. I've seen. I saw. Um, what is the one where the, it's at the at Fort Knox? Goldenfinger. I saw Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's okay. I guess. I, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't. I think that I'm not a, a Bond guy. I think that I've come to that conclusion after watching Goldfinger, which is supposedly one of the best ones. Yeah, um, it's great. And I also saw the one with Halle Berry in it. That sucked. Horrible. <laughs> Garbage. Roshi asks, who is your favorite film director? What's his name? Roshi. <laughs> Who's our favorite film director? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> well, of course, um, Orson Welles. Um, Woody Allen, Cohen's, um, Alfred Hitchcock, um, John Carpenter. Um, okay. The question is, who is your favorite film director? Not name all the film directors. Oh, gosh, my, I have to pick one of those. I'm going to say Orson Welles just because I, I really respect what he did. So okay. I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'd say for me, it's probably Tim Burton. Just because he has the biggest ratio of movies that I've liked that he's done, um, I like uh, I like Woody Allen a lot too. Although I haven't seen a lot of those movies in so long that I don't know if I'd still enjoy them or not. Um, and uh, I also like the Coen Brothers. I, I watched the uh, Grand Budapest Hotel on the plane back from Ireland. Man, what a great movie! You know, Woody Allen is like the. He's to movies like Chris Benoit is to wrestling, a guy that I really respect and admire. Then he did something kind of heinous, and now I have uh, I don't I can't watch his movies the same way. I, I know, and I know that's controversial, but it uh, uh, and I loved Woody Allen. And and the thing is, when I tell people I love Woody Allen, they look at me like I'm an idiot. But he had a lot of great flicks, you mm -hmm. know. But oh yeah, well, I, you know I still like. Um, well, like when I saw like Manhattan for the first time, I thought it was great, and I thought Andy yeah. Hall was great. Yeah. I think um, everything you always wanted to know about sex was horrible, and I don't understand why people think it's so hilarious. Like Woody Allen's done tons of hilarious movies. That it's is not brazen. Right. That's why. Yeah, maybe so. And, and I mean, it had it wasn't in the same ballpark as some of his other movies. Yeah, Andy Hall. Or Hannah and her sisters, mm -hmm. uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery, plenty of greats. Mighty Aphrodite, when it was later, it was really good. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. But I mean, everything you want about sex was at least amusing. You can you yeah, can, I guess I guess so. Um, Roshi asks, when was the last time you purchased a game or console where you quickly concluded, "I've made a terrible mistake"? <laughs> While well, you ponder that, I, I have an answer right off the bat. All right. The Wii freaking you. That yeah, was the worst. Know. That was the seriously, it's the worst console experience I've ever had in my life. Everything about it was horrible and wrong and awful, even up to the point in which selling the Wii U was a nightmarish experience. Never again, Wii U. Never again. I want to go with one I just, it's probably my most recent purchase. The Socrates, which I've not plugged in or played yet. I've had it sitting, it's sitting on a pinball machine. Uh, because I wanted to do that with Brent, and since he hasn't been to come over since I got it, it just sits there, and I, I'll just I'll just wait. So it's a, that I feel like kind of, and I think I slightly overpaid for it too. Yeah, so when I, I when, when I heard what you paid for that, my eyes widened. Well, it was it was a two for I knew I was paying a little bit more. It wasn't a ton, 
but that guy was going out of business and that guy's the guy that owns that place is really sick so i thought you know this guy's been a good guy he's getting me some good deals i'm not i'm and i'll where are you going to get this thing locally so that's i bought true. it that's true but yeah i'd say the soak tease is on that list what did you want to be oh i'm sorry chris folds asks what did you want to be when you were 10 years old uh, astronaut absolutely yeah, I think I was still in the astronaut phase when I was 10 also, although I was moving quickly into the video game designer uh, category at well, that point. I was point. 10. That really wasn't an option right. that you thought about. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, me and my neighbor would play astronauts all the time. You know, that was the thing. We, and, of course, Star Wars was out and stuff. So everybody, everything was space-related, you know? Yeah. But that's, an easy, that's all I ever wanted to be, to be yeah. honest with you. Pixels of Dawn asks... Removing all other obstacles, if you could have any pet, what would it be? You want a couple more cats, don't you, Aaron? No, no, I don't. <laughs> My son desperately wants a pug. All right, or mm-hmm. he wants two pugs, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I just can't handle having more animals. I've got two cats, but I'm gonna. I know eventually I'm gonna relent and get this kid a pug, but. Uh, uh, so I would probably say pug just so Luke would be happy. So I'll go with a pug. Um, I would like to have um, like a big old friendly dog. Like That's a sh- what Teresa likes, like, a big moose dog. Like, but I don't want like a uh, like a mastiff. I don't want something that's real drooly. And I don't want something that's, that sheds a lot. But actually, I guess I do. Because I think I saw this picture of Paul McCartney with his sheepdog, who he named Martha. Don't call Linda that. Hey, that's not f- nice. Um, and uh, but anyway, I think I'd like to have a big old sheepdog, but I'd want it to be a magic sheepdog that didn't shed all over the place and took care of itself because I can barely. They're wacky looking dog. Yeah, but I just like I just think that they're 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 cool looking and they're um and they're they're big and fluffy. Ah, uh, let's see here. Roshi asks. Do you think Carol Baskin killed her third husband and fed him to the tigers? I haven't watched that. I don't intend to watch it. Yeah, me neither. Laron asks, do you think Carol Baskin killed her tiger and fed it to her husbands? Keep going. Um, Chris Folds asks, do you think Carol Baskin killed her third husband and fed him to the tigers? Keep going. Lord Soup asks, if someone you knew had a tiger, would you go to their house for coffee if invited? No. Roshi asks, have you ever considered marrying two men just so you could play with tigers while getting unlimited meth? Who hasn't? Lord Soup asks, what's the emoji for meth? It's a little picture of West Virginia. (laughs) Duncan Stiles asks, which shop or store that is closed due to the current issue do you miss the most? You want the truth? <laughs> you know, right before this stuff hit, I just found out about that uh, treasure hunt mm-hmm. beside where I work. Mm-hmm. And it's and every time I went to that thing, I found good stuff, and it's killing me because uh, I'm dying to get my hands into that germy product and all those other freaks. And that's going to be a long time before you get to go on another treasure hunt because of this thing, you know. So think about this: you're going, you're in a with a pile of sweaty people, barehanded, looking through totes that a million people have touched, and the totes contain crap that's shipped directly from China. Yeah, this is the worst. This is probably where the virus began with the treasure. <laughs> hunt. That's my theory. It's ground zero. 
So I missed that. I also missed the local video store, but it ain't coming back. And the disease actually made them close a couple days early. Mm. So they're gone. So I'm, I'm going to miss that because I liked having a game story right down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss going to uh, restaurants too. We went to the, the, the last place we went to eat was Fat Patties. And it was it, the meal was okay, but if and now I really miss it because it was the last time I was in a restaurant with a bunch of people. I miss it's funny the things you miss, you know. But, but so those I'd put any of those on the list. What about you? Yeah, I don't really go to a lot of shops. Like I, I think I only went to that game store once. Um, but I go to I I really really miss going to restaurants. That's one of the things that Eep and I really enjoy doing together. I miss going to Whiskey Taco. I miss going to Taste of Asia. Yeah. Um, we had whiskey taco to eat the other night, so at least they're doing care. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's the big thing for me is going out yeah. to restaurants. You know, and plus this is off topic, but I miss my buddies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, I miss going over to to Matt's house. I even you know I miss going to school. I really do. I miss going to school and hanging out with my students. Uh, I went there yesterday to pick up some things, and I got a little choked up because I mean we were supposed to be at ratings yesterday. Uh, all counties coming up in the spring concert. All the things that we work literally all year to do, we're not going to get to do this year. So. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks, but Next, Graham, or uh, no, uh, Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, asks, what's the worst thing or most damage done during a rage of frustration over a game? You know, I, and this is this is a shoot. I don't get that mad when I'm playing games. I will say that. now I have I have caused people to become so enraged that they did violent, damaging <laughs> stuff. So I'll count that. Uh, I've seen the Chudley just throw and kick and go crazy or just leave. Uh, but I don't. I, you know, I'm not the kind of person. You know, listen, this is a byproduct of being cheap and poor for most of my life. I don't want to wreck my stuff, you know? So I'm not the kind of guy that throws a joystick to the wall or kicks something. Cause I listen, that's stuff sacred to me. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. I just, I don't break stuff. And you know me for a long time. I just don't get that hot. I, I don't think I've ever gotten, Oh, I know for a fact, I've never um, thrown a controller or broken anything gaming related as a result of a fit of rage. Um, I, uh, whenever I get mad playing a video game, I just tell the video game, I'm like, I'm done. And I never play it again. And, it, and, and like, and I, I physically feel like the game is a person and I don't want to see that person. That, that happened to me playing just, just a couple months ago, playing, uh, Neo Turf Masters, where, you know, we had this long, we had this month long challenge. Of, uh, of of playing, you know, and we get to the final course, which is the Japanese course. And those last three holes, you can play that game so well and you can have such a knockout round. And that game, in the last three holes, there are so many weird, random, difficult, nonsense features in that particular course that put me off playing that game. And I have not played it since and I don't know if I'll ever play it again. You will. You can't put, stay away from Neo Turf Masters. That game's the best. Yeah. So. Uh, you know. You know. It's funny. I was. We. You know. ARG this week. We're doing games that we spent fifty or plus hours playing. You know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, at first, it seemed like a daunting task to me. And then I thought, well, I've spent fifty plus hours playing tons of games. And so then the task was pick one that you haven't covered already. You know. 
But I can see if you're playing a game that you're real involved in and something really bad happens, or like even like let's say your save gets erased yeah. or something, you know, I can see that. I probably the most violent thing I've ever done is like whack the arcade controller when I something goes wrong and I go like, oh, you know, but I mean nothing where I'd break it. Yeah, I will say know? that that save loading and saving mishaps where it's like I, I want to save but I accidentally hit load or something like that. Yeah. Those are definitely the the times when I've gotten the most frustrated playing a game and and and, and felt like doing something violent, but I, I, I don't think I ever have. If you want to see me get real mad, it's got nothing to do with playing games. You should have saw me in here the other night. I was trying to load up uh, the uh, Genesis on this capture card. Mm-hmm. And st- hardware failures, that's where I get mad. Yeah. I mean, computer problems. Yeah. Because I-, I hate them, and when they happen to me, I get double mad because I don't have to deal with my own stuff. Right. So, yeah, I'll get mad at that. Uh, Graham Vebke asks, I had no idea who Carol Baskin was. I searched for her, and now I need my soul cleanse. Do you think Baskin Robbins should add a new 30-second flavor, the Tiger Tail Swirl? Are they even still around? Yeah, there's still one in Huntington. Whenever you go down on Hal Greer, you know what I'm talking about. That's still no, there. Uh, I don't get down to Huntington. No, again, I don't know anything about this Tiger show, and I, I'm not watching it. I don't care how good it is. I'm sick of it. Um, Chris Folds asks, do you think Doc Antle used animal magnetism to marry all those women? Sub-question, do you think... Se- skip, can you skip all the Tiger <laughs> questions, please? It was funny for about one second. You said no matter what. No, I don't care about that okay. show. God, were there that many? Yes. <laughs> you had to scroll like 10. <laughs> People want to know what you think about the Tiger show. I have not seen this show. Roshi asks, what do you feel is a fair weekly wage to pay women employed in your harem of Tiger Keepers? Oh, sorry. He, he tricked me. Okay. L. Curtis Boyle asks, what do each of you view as the last fully original game on any platform released? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, the last... Read that again, Boat. What do you feel is the last fully original game? Yeah. That's it. That's the whole question. Okay. God. You, you want to try to tackle that one, Bo? Oh, sure. I've got an answer already. I know what you're going to say, I think. Go ahead. Katamari Damacy. Oh, that's not what I thought you'd say. Yeah. that's. There's never been another game that has that mechanic. Never. God, the last original game? Oh, gee, many Christmas, dude. I don't have an answer for that. I can't think of something. I mean, I... I don't know. I'm not even sure I understand the question. The last, I mean, well, sure you do. I mean, like, okay, you could say that Pac-Man is a totally original game because there weren't any other games like Pac-Man before Pac-Man. Right, but you could say that again about like a million games. Well, right? choose one. Because Pac-Man came early on. What do you think is the latest game that's done something that original? Me and my me and my kid are playing this game called the dependable delivery servers i think that's what it's called and you and you you it's this real wacky game like it's like a uh like sort of like a gta style world but it's it's more kid friendly and you go around trying to deliver stuff and you can barely control your character I, this strikes me as a particularly wacky game 
that I've never seen before. And you're, you need to work together, but the controls are so jacked up on purpose that you keep blowing yourselves up or falling out of trucks or airplanes. And we always get a big laugh. So I'm going to just say that one. Dependable delivery service. All right. That's it. There we go. Uh, let's see. I'm skipping all the silly questions. Jason Warns asks, what book or series do you feel should be made into a movie or show? I never thought they did a good job with uh, Gibson's Neuromancer cyberpunk series. They've never made a film of Neuromancer, and the film that they did make uh, was garbage. That would be uh, something yeah. they could definitely do a good job with now. Yeah, because, and the thing is, the money's out there now. I'm, I'm stunned that they've never attempted it, Bo, to be honest with you. That's the one that pops into my mind. What about you? Um, to be honest with you, like, I think they should stop making movies out of books. Um, because I don't think that I've ever seen one that I was ever really happy with. To me, when I read a book, half of the joy of reading the book isn't the plot. It's like the prose. It's the way that the author uses the words. And that is totally lost in translation when you try and put it into movie form. Uh, I'm going to give you one. This was a short story that, but that turned into a movie. I'm going to give you one that they, that the movie surpassed the, the writing in every way. Okay. And that was the Shawshank Redemption, oh. which was a thousand times better than the Bachman book, a.k.a. Stephen King wrote. Uh, it was every bit of it was better. Okay. So I'm, now, granted, you could say, well, heck, that was a movie based on a short story. So they had to go in there and basically change stuff. But I mean, uh, I remember reading the short story and being like, eh. And the movie was like, whoop, much better. So there you go. That's that comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, and I'm sure that there are other, like, for example, like the Maltese Falcon. Like, maybe the film version is better than the book. But yeah. um, but for me, like, the worst offender, and this is a show that people love, is the freaking Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry, uh, P.G. Woodhouse, um, the Jeeves series. I haven't seen that, and I like both those guys. Like... <laughs> Man, they somehow managed to suck every single ounce of humor out of those stories. Like, everything that makes those stories funny is absent from the Laurie and Fry, which is crazy because both those guys are funny guys. So, yeah, I, I'm just not a big believer in adapting literature for film. Come up with your own you're stories. You're a big book guy, and, and, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I'd say the majority of books are done a disservice. But you got to remember, even stuff like... Uh, Citizen Kane is like based on a book, stuff like that. I mean, so it is possible to like to go or like even like another one. If you if you like if you like The Shining, for example, it's another one. I mean, but I mean, often when they get better, it's because they radically depart from the book. Right. So there may be a connection there. Yeah. The thing about Woodhouse is that the reason why his books are funny is not what happens to the characters. It's the way that he describes the situation. If you're not a book guy, you don't understand. You don't get it. And you can watch the show and enjoy the show. Whatever. I'm getting mad. I'm getting fired up just thinking about it. Man. Don't get fired up, dude. Don't freaking desecrate Woodhouse. All right. Um, Christian Rousel asks, as John and Aaron are two proud West Virginians, it's only natural that they must be skilled woodsmen. But which of them is more accomplished? Woodsman. Woodsman. Um, how much time have you spent out in the woods, Boat? Well, you know, I, I'm an Eagle Scout, and I've done my fair share of camping and cutting down. One of the main fundraisers our troop did was going over to, did, uh, was, was Caldwell teaching when you were in, in middle school? Was he a shop teacher? Okay. Um, he, he had a farm. 
And one of the main fundraisers we did in Boy Scouts was go over to his farm and cut down trees, chop them up into wood, and sell the firewood. So I have a fair amount of experience chopping wood. I would wood. probably <laughs> defer to you as the superior woodsman. I'll tell you why. Just on the sheer basis, that I was in Boy Scouts as well, but I only ranked rose to the rank of, gosh, whatever the next one after Tenderfoot is. Second something. Yeah, it's um, for, uh, second class is the next after Second class. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's my that's put that on my headstone. Uh, but uh, uh, when it comes to getting your Eagle Scouts, especially in a place like West Virginia, they're not just going to hand you that thing. You got to earn that sucker. That's yeah. So that's I, my hat's off to you, boat. You, I will tip my hat to you as a superior. However, however, uh, I my skills in actual woodworking, like uh, being able to fix and fix joints together and stuff like that. Uh, horribly lacking. Um, I, yeah, yeah I, I wish but that wood, I had that skill. That's not woodsman yeah. stuff. That's handy yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. So you're, you're, you win. Jason Warns asks, considering it's Easter, here's one. Easter bunnies, milk chocolate or white chocolate? This is a question I feel both of us are very equipped to answer. Um, I like white chocolate, but Easter bunny's got to be, it's got to be dark chocolate, man, or the, you know, regular chocolate. Milk chocolate, yeah. Milk chocolate, that's I right. I am the opposite. Uh, I know that white chocolate is not technically chocolate, and it's also one of the very worst things that you can put in your body, but man, I freaking love white chocolate like it's going out of style. It's bad for your body? Yeah. It's, Why? The, like, the sugar content in white chocolate dwarfs, like, every other candy. It's just like... Listen, have you ever, have you ever eaten one of those Peeps? They're literally <laughs> sugar. That's true. So I'm not too... Those days, it's Easter. I would snort and freebase sugar if I give it the chance. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's true. I like white chocolate, too. It's good. Good eating. Uh, the Dunk asks, you can pick elements or parts from any Amigas. Build your perfect Amiga system. Hmm. Okay. Here's what I got. I want the uh, I want the Amiga 600 with the with the AGA and proc on an Amiga 4000. I want a belly slot and and the side slot so I can add peripherals. And that's what I want. I want a I want a wedge Amiga with jacks of power. That's what I want. Here's I don't want as much as I like the big ones. I don't I want something small. You know I want a small, super powerful Amiga that's got like a, a proper video out and a big the big huge accelerated speed. That's what I want. Yeah, I think for me, um, I I definitely it's. I'm sort of upset with you right now because you're you're going the same route that I'm going. Um, you've got to keep the 600. You've got to keep the 600. Uh, you've got to. Op- they got it right. They, it's a horrible machine. Yeah. But it's, they got, they were they were on the way. You open you know? that up and you basically replace the innards with a 1200. I don't need any extra expansion. I don't need I, I don't need the ability to add Zorro cards or anything like that. That's not why I, that's not why I use the Amiga. I want to be able to play all the games, and I want to be able to um, have good audio or video out. And uh, and if you just replaced if this twelve hundred would have come out with the footprint of the six hundred, it still wouldn't have mattered. But you know, I would have been more happy. The thing is, I, I agree with you to a certain degree, but. If we're going to make the ultimate Amiga, you might as well. I mean, we're not cheating when we say put an 040 in this sucker, you know. And we're and here's something else I would do. 
Get rid of the PCMCIA, PCMCIA slot. Garbage. Get that thing out of there. Give me a full-blown slot on the side. So if I decide that I want to put, like, uh, some kind of expansion bus on it, I'm still there. And also, give me the belly slot. I, so you've still got expansion possibilities uh, if you want them. But I probably would never use them because I'd have the full slot. I'd be good to go. You could put more memory in there or something, Bo. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. I mean, you've uh, got a point. I'm with you. I like the little footprint. Uh, come on, PC. Someone, Pixels, PCMSA is not godlike. That thing was crap when it was released on laptops. It's never been a reliable thing to use. I never liked it. Oh, and Tenmark loves it. I knew it. Anything <laughs> I say, he's going to jump in. Come on, Doug. Cut me a break, pal. All right. What else you got, Boat? Uh, let's see. Um, Lord Soup asks, are there any games that you played and loved, but upon retrying it years later, you thought, why the heck did I like this crap? Yeah. I can tell you one right off the top of my head. Okay. EverQuest. Uh, when this game came out, I played the crap out of this game. Uh, I, I played the crap out of it. Uh, I mean, you know that. Mm -hmm. In fact, I, I was going to do the on the ARG. That was going to be my game of banned all online games from this one. So, uh, but and then I, but you know, it's still around. You can still play it. And my my buddies are still playing it. And they're like, "Come on, you got to get back in there, EverQuest." No, I can't go. You, there ain't no going back. You can't go back. So that's when it just instantly jumps into my mind. What about you? It's really hard for me to go back to most games that I enjoyed when, growing up. Like. I can enjoy them from a nostalgic point of view, but I wouldn't ever play those kind of games anymore, like Japanese role-playing games. Like I'm never, I'm never going to sit down and devote like a hundred or two hundred hours to like grinding anymore, except when I'm on MTV's The Grind, as I often am. Um, beat 'em ups, like. I lose interest almost immediately. Like, unless I'm sitting down with you or, or Brent or somebody that I can talk to, like, the actual gameplay mechanics in a beat-em-up, like, it's just incredibly boring. Um, most of the, really most of the stuff that I I played growing up, I just have no time for any anymore. I think it's because there are so many better experiences that tick those same mental boxes for me, but give me something more that it's hard to go back a lot of the time. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Jason, in a similar vein, asks, do you have any guilty pleasure games that you love which you're embarrassed to admit? Why don't you start this one, but I'll have to think about that for a minute. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is an easy one to answer. No. I'm proud of all the horrible games that I like. Um, I, yeah. Even like the, like... I'd say maybe like really cutesy games like No One Can Stop Mr. Domino or like Mr. Driller and stuff like that. Like I don't, I'm not ashamed of my love or like Super Puzzle Fighter or something like that. Like I love games that are cute and I don't care. You know, taking things like a, like I say a strip poker game or something out of the mix uh, or bar games or something like that. Uh, you know, I have a. I've always enjoyed the uh, very well. Of course, you know I love Time Killers, which gets. In fact, a, a, a angry video game nerd just mauled Time Killers in one of his episodes. But it, one game that gets mauled worse is a game called Pray for Death on the PC. I've always enjoyed that game. And it's and it's it's really bad. It's <laughs> I mean it's ugly and stupid looking, but I always liked it, and so I'd put that on the list. Uh, of of games of games like that, 
you know, and also, and I'm always embarrassed to admit this, but me and the kid play a crap load of WrestleMania 21, or, or was it 2K? 2K20. Yeah, whatever the newest one mm-hmm. is that everybody hated. We play the crap out of this. And I, but whenever you say that to someone, they look at you like you're an idiot, and rightly so. I mean, I got this game for free, but we do play it every almost every day. Mm-hmm. So I'd put that on the list too, because I'm embarrassed to tell people that I play that, but I do. Um, L. Curtis Boyle asks, "What is a game, any platform, any age that has the worst technical aspects, graphics, sound, etc., but you still love because it's so much fun?" Oh boy, you know it's funny. I was just out in the arcade today playing, uh, playing Phoenix. Remember Phoenix yeah, arcade game yeah. Phoenix? Uh, and man, it is uh, uh, not attractive. It's not the sound. I know people talk about the sound, but it's not that good. I, I, I would put some, games of that era. I don't think they're bad looking, but they are. You know, um, I would put that on the list. You know, we, me and Brent played a bunch of stuff on the Tandy on the Tandy one hundred. Like that that boxing game we played on there, mm-hmm. that game was I, stuff like that. I can't help but be amused by, and I'll sit and play it, you know. Uh, so stuff like that. Do you, do you have a thought on the, on the on what you've got? Yeah, I mean, this is a hard question to answer because any game that is of any age is going to look like crap, you know, it's, yeah. at some point. I'd say probably the the closest uh, is is a game like Lunar Lander. I mean, that is the pretty much the dirt worst in terms of, like, simplistic graphics and rudimentary sound. Um, and the funny thing is, in the arcade, it was awesome with the vectors. Yeah, but, I mean, even still, though, the vector graphics make it really cool looking. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard for me. Oh, you know what? I take it back. I take it back. My gold star winner for this one is Defender for the 2600. Because that, that game is truly yeah. horrible looking, but because of the nostalgia that I have for it, I still continue to play it. I will say I can play that a lot better than the arcade Heck version. Heck yeah! Heck yeah. yeah! By the way, I, let's face facts, but you, you know the answer to this—the one you play and go back to over and over, Top Banana. <laughs> That's right. Every evening before bed, just a couple games. Chris Folds asks, "Best breakfast cereal?" You know, all I ever eat anymore is Raisin Bran. You know, and I eat the Walmart extra raisin version. Mm-hmm. But if I had to go back and all the time, you know the one I really got into? This is going to sound like a, 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 a Markish response. I used to eat the crap out of Pac-Man cereal. I don't know what, I mean, that's a, it's just that, it's the same old gimmick, some puffs with a bunch of marshmallows right. in it, but I always loved that. I used to eat that. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I used to eat the crap out of that. So I would go with Pac-Man cereal. This is a tough question for me because cereal is probably my favorite food. I love cereal so much. Um... I would say for me, it's a tie. It's a toss-up between cocoa pebbles and uh, cinnamon toast crunch. I really like both of those. If I'm going healthier, which no, no cereal is healthy, it's all horrible for you. I, is it? Yeah. I mean, when you look oh. at the amount of calories that are in like any breakfast cereal, like you know, it's like a hundred calories for half a cup. You know how many cups are in a normal bowl? Like six. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how they get That's you. That's how they get you. Yeah. I um, hate that. But anyway, I still eat it almost every morning. Um, healthier, there's a cereal called Basic Four that I really like. 
There's also a cereal called Blueberry Morning that has like uh, freeze-dried blueberries in it that's really good. I've never heard of these weird cereals. Yeah, they're all really expensive. They're like five bucks a box at Walmart. <laughs> um, but uh, those are my two healthy options or my two more sugar-filled options. Mm. Ricky DeRocher asks, who's your favorite old-time radio actor? Mm, wow. I got to think about that. Well... I can tell you Agnes Moorhead. Is that a dude uh, or a Wells. lady? What's that? Is that a dude or a lady? Agnes Moorhead. Agnes Moorhead, it's a, it's a lady. Okay. Um, what, who, the, another one, this is going to sound like a, a crazy choice. Um, and I, it, I'm embarrassed that I can't remember his name. But do you remember the guy that played Herman Munster on the Munsters? Mm -hmm. uh, he is tremendous uh, on CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Uh, I really enjoy his work quite a bit. Uh, so, and it's, the funny thing about the funny thing about I, oh, um, oh gosh, um, why don't you answer that, Bo? There's one more guy. When I, I got to look up his name, I don't want to mess it up. Well, I'm embarrassed you, to admit you, you don't listen to any old radio yeah. shows at all. And, it, yeah. and it, it's something that's right up my my alley because you know I, I the idea. This is another one of these things that I love the idea of radio drama. But I just, whenever yeah. I have free time, I always forget that it's out there. I do like Orson Welles' voice, though. So I'll probably oh, go yeah. with him. He's, yeah. He's great. Um, another guy I love. I love him in movies and on uh, in film is uh, Peter Lorre. He is outstanding. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. Yeah. He's, what is, what do I know him from? What is, what? Uh, he was in the Maltese Falcon. He's, he was in a ton of yeah. horror movies, you know. Uh, uh, back in the day, I think, Fred Gwynn I, is who I was trying I think, to think. I think I'm thinking of Peter Sellers. Never mind. No, Peter Lorre. He talks like this here. Mm, scary. You know, that's a, he has this real strange foreign. He always plays the foreign bad guy and everything. He's he's got an awesome voice though. He had his own radio series for a brief time. Mm. So those are those are three or four right there that come off the top of my head. All right, we got two more questions, Aaron. All right, two more. Graham asks. COVID-19 aside, how often do people from West Virginia get, generally get to see the ocean? Or are they more inclined to visit lakes and rivers? Well, this person from West Virginia has seen the ocean uh, two times in the past 20 years, um, give or take. Um, I think your average person is poor and they're old, so they probably don't go to the ocean that much. Now, that much said... Uh, people say that Myrtle Beach, they call it the Hill, Hillbilly Highway going down there to, uh, so I mean, a lot of West Virginians go down there to vacation. But I would say in mass, most people around here would stick to the rivers and lakes and don't, don't get to the ocean. The ocean's a pretty good chunk of driving for us. Yeah. Uh, I think that you are, in West Virginia, you're either a beach family or you're not. And the people that are beach families go to the beach every single year. But that's here's the thing, though. That's still only once a year compared to somebody that lives near the coast. I'm sure that's not very much at all. But for people like you and me who are not beach people, like once a year is like a ton. Um, we uh, I, I would love to go more. It is a solid, a solid seven plus hour drive to get to the nearest beach from where we are. Yeah. So it is not close. Seven? Does it take that long? Yeah, it takes it takes longer to get you to. Come to Virginia Beach. You know, that's the that's the closest beach to where we are. Myrtle yeah. Beach is even further. Now, if you live at the uh, if if you live in the in the Eastern Panhandle, it's a real easy trip to the beach from up there. 
But I mean, that's far, far away right, from us. Right. West Virginia yeah. is a large, large state. Um, and finally, Aaron Graham asks: When shopping for socks, do you go for plain colors, geometric patterns, or characters? Plain color, just white. That's all I get. White. Mm. Uh, I have to wear dress slacks uh, often, and so I've got to wear dress dress socks. And uh, I and until I was uh, fairly along in life before females entered my life, I would have no qualms about going Michael Jackson, Billy Jean style and wearing black pants with white socks. But since said females have entered my life, starting with several girlfriends ago and continuing on with my wife, that behavior has been uh, quashed. Uh, and so my socks, uh, my I really like Argyle. I go with the Argyle socks. However, these days, as my circulation continues to get poor, um, I wear plain black compression socks because I am 86 years old. <laughs> I've seen you in some odd sock combinations. Yeah. With what you're currently wearing, like pajamas or, or oh yeah, robe yeah. Sometimes or shorts. Sometimes I'll come yeah. home from school and I'll change out of my school clothes except for the shorts or except for yeah. the socks, and uh, and then I'll go. But anyway, there you go, it's guys. Creepy, it's Ask the Amigos. This has been by far our longest Ask the Amigos yet, chalking up, clearing out at almost 45 minutes long. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, it's always a good time, and if you are a member of our Discord community, uh, please feel free to fill up the gaps. I'm going to put checkpoint here, so I know when to ask, or when the, the new questions are being asked. Feel free. Uh, we'll try and do these about once a month.